I heard a story not too long ago um, about a young man who uh, got a call from a doctor, and the doctor had reviewed this man's test results. The, the man had been having some problems, and he had gone to the doctor, and the doctor said he'd get his results, and he'd call him at a later time. And, and the young man got that call, and the doctor said, um, I have bad news, and I have worse news. Which one do you want first? And the young man said, I'll, I'll take the bad news. The bad news, the doctor said, is that I have looked at your test results and your lab work, and you have uh, 48 hours to live. And the young man was shocked and confused. That Wow, that's the bad news. What could possibly be worse than that? What is the worst news? And the doctor quietly said, we've been trying to get a hold of you since yesterday. Yeah, now that's, that's a funny story, but only, only, only if you're not that young man, right? It's funny to everyone else, but it's not funny if you are that young man. The sobering truth is that the death rate in America, and in all the world for that matter, is 100%. Statistics show that one out of every one person dies. The mortality rate is 100%. Death is the number one killer in the world. All of us are going to die, and there is nothing that we can do to stop it. Now, we can do some things. We can make wise choices. We can try to eat more healthy. We can try to exercise and stay in shape. Stay in shape. We can do some things to hopefully delay that as much as possible. We can try to do some things to put that off, but inevitably, all of us, our time on this earth is going to run out at some point. Would you agree with that? I think that the older that you get, the more that you realize the truth is that. Well, today we're beginning a new series called Afterlife, and we're going to be addressing the question specifically, what happens when you die. Now, before I really jump into this morning's uh, teaching, I do want to give you an, kind of an outline of this series, what we're going to talk about in the next couple of weeks. We're going to do this for three weeks. Uh, next week, we're going to get into uh, the teaching of what happens to a Christian who dies. And, and I promise you this, if you have lost loved ones that you know that were believers and they have passed on, you're, you're going to be envious of them next week. Amen. Uh, see, you're not, too, you're not too excited right now. I know nobody wants to talk about death, but, but sometimes we're, we're sad that, that our, our loved ones have left us. But I'm telling you, if they were a believer in Jesus Christ, they don't want to come back. And so next week, we're going to talk about what specifically happens to a Christian uh, when they die. And then the week after that, which is kind of crazy because it's Mother's Day, and we're going to talk about what happens to non-Christians who die. We're going to talk about hell on Mother's Day, okay? Now, we're still going to recognize the mamas and honor them and pay tribute to them, but we're going to talk about hell. Maybe, maybe some mamas can, can relate to what it's like to experience hell, and so we will, we will talk about that next week. But today, I simply want to address the question, uh, what happens when you die, and see what the Bible has to say about death. Now, there are a number of conversations um, that we have in life that are extremely difficult. Some of you may remember that first teenage uh, romantic breakup and that difficult conversation that you had to have uh, to, to let them know, hey, I, we're not going to be boyfriend and girlfriend anymore. That, that's a difficult conversation. Um, if your parents and your kids have 
aged a little bit, there's another difficult conversation that usually happens around 8 to 10 years old where you have to talk to them about the birds and the bees. That's a difficult conversation uh, to have. You should ask me about that conversation with my firstborn uh, sometime. It's pretty interesting. Uh, Another conversation that's difficult to have is to tell your loved ones about a divorce. It's very, very difficult. All of these conversations are difficult to have, but I would argue the most difficult conversation might just be talking about the end of your life and what's going to happen to you when you die. No one wants to talk about it. It's, it's eerie. It's, it's, it's morbid. It's, it's uncomfortable. But the reality is everyone is going to face it. So we might as well talk about it so that we will be prepared for when our time comes. Because I don't know if you know this or not, but there are a lot of different beliefs about what happens when you die. There's a lot of different uh, beliefs about death and eternity. For example, some people believe that once you die, that life is just over, that there's no more existence, that there's no such thing as eternity, that you just die, and it's game over. Uh, some people believe in purgatory, a kind of like a holding place, that, that when you die, that you have a chance there to, to perfect your life. Maybe, you, maybe you've gone and there were some sins that you hadn't confessed, and so there's kind of like a holding place, a, a purging area that... That, that you can try to, to pay penance and maybe even a priest or someone can pray for you and, and hopefully pray you out of purgatory on into paradise. Some people believe that. Some people believe that when they die that they will become an angel or a ghost. That they're just trapped in this uh, between heaven and earth. That, that when they die that they're just, they're just a ghost. And, and maybe they're not a haunting ghost. Maybe they're like Casper and they're, they're a friendly ghost. Uh, some people might be a haunting ghost. That's what some people believe about e- eternity. Um, uh, my wife believes that, um, that obviously, that uh, I existed in a, in a pre-life and I have come back as an angel. That's what she believes about me. Um, some people believe, uh, a lot of the, the Muslim faith, they believe that when we die that our good works and our bad works will be weighed. They'll be measured against one another. And if our good works outweigh our bad works, then we'll be escorted into to paradise. Some people believe in reincarnation to where when this life is over, you come back as something else and you keep coming back as something else until you reach nirvana, until you have perfected life. That you could come back as a human being, you could come back as an animal, you could come back as a, as a plant. Something that this life is over, now you're going to come back as something else. Which to me is, I don't want to say it's funny, I don't want to insult anyone, but it's interesting to say the least. I was thinking the other day that if I could come back as an animal, first of all, I would, if once I leave this earth, I don't want to come back. But, but if, I, if I could I, and be an animal, I think I'd want to be a horse because uh, I believe I would have a pretty stable experience. <laughs> Sorry, I just, I know, I know, I know, I know. I just had to lighten the mood here today. But my point is this, that there are all kinds of beliefs about death and eternity. You may be here this morning and say, well, pastor, why in the world are we going to talk about death and eternity? And here's the reason why we're talking about death and eternity. Because what you believe about death and eternity will determine how you live on this earth. If you believe that once this life is over, that you're just going to die and exist no more, that's the way you're going to live. You're going to live as if there's no afterlife. 
If you believe that once this life is over, that your soul is going to go on to be somewhere, whether heaven or hell, then you're going to live in such a way that proves what you believe about death and eternity. So it's very important that we talk about death and eternity this morning. So what do we know about death? What does the Bible have to say about it? First of all, if you're taking notes this morning, we know this, that death is certain. Death is certain. Here's what the Bible says in Hebrews 9 verse 27. It says, each person is destined to die. Now you're talking about a destiny. Some people are destined for greatness. Some people are destined for fame. But everyone is destined to die. you got a destiny to live for this morning, my friends. You're going to die. Death is certain. It's going to happen to all of us. Everyone is destined to die. You're going to die. I'm going to die. Death runs in my family. It's hereditary. It's going to happen. All of us are going to die. I can't escape it. You can't escape it. We can try to delay it, put it off as long as possible, but eventually our time on this earth is going to run out. This body... And some of you who are getting up there in years, you already are aware of this. This body is going to stop working. It's going to shut down. It's going to quit. Death is certain. And the older that you get, the more real this truth becomes to you. For example, when you're a child, there's not a whole lot of people that you know that die. You really don't know a lot of people that are dying. And then you become a teenager, and then you start to lose great-grandparents. And then as you get a little bit older and, and age, you, you lose your, your grandparents. And you keep going up in age, you lose your parents. You keep going up in age, then you start realizing that people your age and even younger are dying. My point is, when you're young, you don't really give this much thought. But the older that you get, the more the people that you know that you start to see pass away, the more aware that this truth is, the more real and heavy that this truth is, that death is certain that we're all going to die. Death is certain. Look at your neighbor and say, death is certain. Second thing that the Bible tells us about death is this. I know that's encouraging news, isn't it? The second thing that the Bible tells us about death is this, is that your soul leaves your body. Your soul leaves your body. One of the things that we must realize is that when this, when this physical body dies, that our soul, which is the real us, is going to leave and separate from our body. Now, this one's kind of hard to to grasp because there's a lot of griefs that are grieving at funerals and, and rightfully so. We're paying our respects and it hurts to lose loved ones. But, but we see that body in a, in a casket or for those that are cremated, we see that urn and we, we visualize that that's their body and we think about that that's them. But, but the truth is, is our physical body is not the real us. Our physical body is simply a tent that we live in while we're on this earth. I like to call it, and you've heard me say this, if you've ever gone to a, a funeral service that I have performed, I, I like to say it's the earth suit. Our body is an earth suit. For example, if I'm going to go into space, if I just go into space like this, I'm going to burn up and my body's going to be consumed. So what happens is, is I have to put on a, a space suit to protect me from the elements, a suit that I can adapt to the environment. So if someone had never seen me before and they see me in space for whatever reason in this space suit, 
That's how they're going to relate to me. That's how they're going to know me. Oh, that's Scott. I can tell by, by the way he looks. They're going to see me in a spacesuit. But that's not the real me. The real me, and you know this, uh, the real me would be the person inside of that suit. And the same is true for our bodies. Our bodies are simply an earth suit. They're not the real us. It's, it's a suit. It's a tent that we live in. It's a house that contains our real being, our soul. Let me show you this. Let me show you a couple of places in Scripture. The first one is found in Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. It says this, Then the Lord God formed the man. What He formed here from the dirt was a, a body. All right? He forms the man from the dust of the ground. He breathed the breath of life, spirit. Now, you've heard us teach on this before. We are a trying being, body, soul, and spirit. And here's, here's the three um, identities. Here's the, the trying being of a human being. You've got the body, which was formed from the dust of the earth. Then, G, then God breathes the breath of life, breathes spirit into us. And what happens? The man became a living person. The, the King James Version says soul. It's a soul. Okay, so we have a body, then the Lord breathes life, and, and we become a living person. We become a soul. So you have to understand that it's our, it's our physical body that, that gives our soul a place to live. Can, can we understand that? It's our physical body that gives our soul a place to live, a place to exist. When my body dies, my soul doesn't cease to exist. I just simply take off this earth suit and my soul continues to live. It's very important. Matter of fact, Jesus said this, Matthew chapter 10, verse 28. He said, Do not be afraid of those who want to kill your what? Your body. They cannot touch your what? Your soul. So we can see from these words of Jesus that they are separate, correct? Yes, okay. So don't fear those who can destroy your body, but fear those who, or they cannot touch your soul. Rather, fear only God who can destroy both soul and body in hell. So, so we see here that there are, there are two, um, that they're separate, the body and the soul, that we have been given a physical body to live in this earth, but our soul is the real us, so it's on the inside, and when we die our soul is going to be removed from and separate from and leave our, our body. What Jesus is saying here is that it's not your physical body that you should be so concerned with. It's what happens after your physical body dies that's the most important. We spend a lot of time taking care of our physical body, and we should because it is the temple of the Holy Spirit if you're a believer in Jesus Christ. But what I believe Jesus is saying here is that you don't need to be so concerned about your body because it's going to die one day. What you need to be concerned about is your soul. Because when you die, your soul separates from your body. Now we're going to talk more about this in the coming weeks. We'll talk about the afterlife and, and what that looks like for a believer who dies and their soul separates. Where does that soul go? What happens to it? And then in the following week, we'll talk about for a non-believer who dies and, and their soul separates from their body, what happens to that soul? What are they experiencing right now for those who have died uh, and didn't know Christ? What are they experiencing? We're going to talk about that uh, in the coming weeks. But, but right now, I simply want you to know that when your body dies, that life is not over. You continue to live somewhere. Your soul leaves your body and will continue to live somewhere. It will go on to live forever. 
Not as a ghost that's free-floating around and doing whatever that you want to do. But it's going to go on and live forever in one of two places. Heaven or hell. As a matter of fact, that's what brings me to this third point, this last point, what the Bible says concerning death and what it, what it has to say about what happens when you die. And that is, number three, you will face judgment. These are we, this is guarantees that we know is going to happen to us when we die. Death is certain, our soul is going to leave our body, and we will face judgment. Hebrews 9.27, we read it earlier. I want to read the rest of it for this point. It says, each person is destined to die how many times? Once. Kind of, kind of throws a wrinkle in the whole reincarnation uh, plan or idea. Each person is destined to die once, and then after, after you die, what happens? After that comes judgment. So death is certain. We're going to die. We're only going to die once. And after that happens, that once word is very important. What that means is you don't get a second chance. It's not like when you die, oh man, I messed up. I realize that eternity is real. I realize that the afterlife really exists. Let me go back and rework my life and have a do-over. It doesn't happen that way. Each person is destined to die once. After that comes judgment. What is Scripture saying here? It's saying that each of us is going to die. In other words, death is certain and that we will only die once. And after we die, we're going to face judgment. And the judgment that we face will be the result of how we lived our lives while on this earth. Specifically, what did we do with Jesus? What did we do with Jesus? Did we believe that Jesus was who He said He was? Did we believe that Jesus uh, was the only way to heaven? And did we live the way that He told us to live? Or did we reject Him as the Lord and as the only way to heaven and choose to live life um, our own way, determining for ourselves what was right and what was wrong? That's what's going to determine your eternity. That's what's going to determine my eternity. As a matter of fact, you can kind of summarize it like this, that, that what happens when we die depends on what happens before we die. Depends on what we did with Jesus. In Luke chapter number 16, I want to share this, this story with you. Now, my Bible, I have a New Living Translation. It, it, says, uh, it says it's a parable. There's, there's a lot of Bible scholars who don't believe that this was a parable. They believe that this was actually something real that Jesus was talking about. But be that as it may, Jesus is trying to prove a point here. And in Luke chapter number 16, he shares a story about two men with contrasting afterlife experiences. Beginning in verse number 19, it says this, Jesus said there was a certain rich man who was splendidly clothed in purple and fine linen, and who lived each day in luxury. At his gate lay a poor man named Lazarus, who was covered with sores. As Lazarus lay there longing for scraps from the rich man's table, the dogs would come and lick his open sores. Finally, what happened to the poor man? Y'all follow along. Finally, the poor man... Died. Finally, finally. We don't know how old he lived or how old he was or how long he lived, but eventually he died. Finally, the poor man died and was carried by the angels to sit beside Abraham at the heavenly banquet. In other words, the, 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 the poor man died and he was escorted into paradise or escorted into to heaven. The rich man, what happened to him? He also what? He also died. Okay? Money can't keep you alive. 
Amen. The rich man also died and was buried. His body is buried. But watch this. But his soul, what happens when you die? Your soul separates from your body. Your soul leaves your body. His body is buried, but his soul went where? It went to the place of the dead. Now watch this very carefully. There, where's there? The place of the dead in torment. So where is it? He's in a place of torment, isn't he? There in torment, he saw Abraham. Now, we're going to get into this in a couple of weeks, okay? But, so I don't want to spend a lot of time here. But he, he's there in torment, but yet he can see Lazarus in the far distance with Abraham. Now, the point of this story is not that rich people go to hell. Okay, let me say, let me say that again. You guys were quite like, really? Is it not? The, the point of this story is not that rich people go to hell. As a matter of fact, I can remember in Sunday school class one time, the, the, the teacher, we were little kids, the teacher was teaching on this and says, now, everybody, what did you learn today? And a little girl raised her hand and said, we, I learned that rich people go to hell. It's like, no, that, that's, that's not the point of this story that Jesus is teaching here. The point of this story is that it teaches us that when we die, we either go to heaven or hell. Paradise or torment. In other words, there is no middle ground. This is very, very, very important. There is no middle ground. There is no third option. There is no, well, hell will be whatever I want it to be. Or heaven will be whatever I want to be. You know, there's a lot of jokes about hell. About how people just brush it off. Well, I've been some, you know, the, and I've got to be careful how I say this, but remember when you're kids, a lot of times, not me, I would never tell anybody this, but we would say, oh, just go to H-E double hockey sticks. You know, we, we would say that. And people say, well, oh, I've been there and I got kicked out for selling air conditioners. Or I got kicked out for selling bottled water. We, we make it like it's a joke. And we, like I said, we're going to get into how, how, how devastating, how tormenting that hell is in, in a couple of weeks. But my point is today is that there, there are only two options. Hell is not what you make it. It's not going to be like, well, you know, I didn't really like snakes when I was on this earth. So I, I think hell for me will just be in a room full of snakes. It's, it's, it's not what you think that it's going to be. It's not your idea. It's what the Bible says that it is. And so Jesus is, is sharing this story with people and He wants us to know this morning that when we die, our soul is going to leave our body and it's going to go to either the place of torment or it's going to go to heaven. It's going to go to paradise. And Jesus is the only Savior. He is the only one who is the difference maker Today, in other words, it all depends on what we do with Jesus. It's, did we make him the Lord and Savior of our life? If we did, when we, when we die, our soul is going to separate and we're going to go into heaven. If we never made Jesus the Lord of our life and live by his way and live by his standards and live by this book, then when we die, our soul is going to separate and go to a place of torment and live forever. You know, this is, this is, it's very uncomfortable to talk about this because as I said at the onset, no one likes to talk about death. I mean, you're not going to go hang out with your friends today and just, hey, let's talk about, you know, when we die. It, it's, it's a very awkward and uncomfortable conversation. But yet it's going to happen to all of us. So don't you think that we would be a little bit more, or a little bit more wise if we would just spend some time talking about it so that we can be prepared for when our time comes? It's sad. Every, everyone that we know and love is going to die. That, that hurts, Keith. 
It hurts to know that one day you're going to lose your wife. One day you're going to lose you know, your, your, your parents if you haven't. Or a lot of us already have lost our parents, lost our grandparents. It, those things are sad. And it, it's, you know, we, we want to think that we have forever to live. We want to think that we have forever together. But the reality is, is that all of us are going to die. And when we die, our soul is going to leave our body. And it's going to go somewhere. And where it goes, either torment or paradise, will be dependent upon what we did with Jesus while we was alive. Did we make Him the Lord and Savior of our lives? Or did we reject Him? Another thing that I need to tell you about eternity, when our soul leaves and goes, it's, it's, it's not a temporary thing. It doesn't, we're not just there for a little while. We're not just there for a few years or a few days or a few months or you know, a few hundred years. We're there forever. It's permanent. Do you see how important it is that how we live our life today? Sure, money's good, but money's not securing us a place in eternity. It's not, it's not securing us a place with God. Money is simply a tool that, that we can either use for the good or use for the bad. Where you were born, who were your parents, what church you went to, none of those things are going to determine where you spend eternity. You're... you're the, the awards and recognition that you got when you were in school, none of those things are going to determine where you spend eternity. What's going to determine where you spend eternity is what you did with Jesus. Did you ask Him to come into your life to forgive you of your sins? Do you realize this morning that if we're going to stand before judgment, that God is the one who's going to judge? Now the good news is, and let me just go ahead and say this, the good news is, is that you've put your faith in Jesus Christ, you have already been judged. There is no judgment for you. Now we will, and, and I don't want to get into my message, but we will face uh, 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 the judgment seat of Christ and where we'll earn uh, 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 crowns and various things based off of the works that we did. But, that, but I, right now I'm talking about eternity. When, when we put our lives in Jesus Christ and we give our life to Him, there is no, judge, there is no condemnation. We will pass from, from this life right on into paradise with the Lord. But for those who do not do that, you will face judgment. And you will be cast aside and be eternally positioned in hell. What happens when you die today depends on what happens before you die. Once again, did you or did you not make Jesus the Lord of your life? That is the determining factor. And the good news for all of us that are here this morning, the good news for those who will watch this online, is that right now you are still alive which means what? That you have an opportunity to prepare for your eternity. That's wonderful news, my friends. That we have an opportunity today to make sure that we are prepared for eternity when our life on this earth is over, that we can know beyond the shadow of a doubt that where we are going to spend eternity, we can know that today. There are people that may be in this room today, you may be in your 30s and think, man, I have, I have a lot of time left to live. Did you know you are not promised tomorrow? There are people that are in perfect condition that have died of, of massive heart attacks, that have you know, not been feeling well and said, I'm just going to go home and rest for a little while and never woke up. None of us are promised tomorrow. But one thing that we are promised is that there is hope in Jesus Christ and that today that we can make preparations to meet Him. And I'm, my challenge to you and my, the whole reason I wanted to do this series today is to get people to understand that death is real. It's going to happen to all of us. 
but we don't have to go into it blindly. We can go into it knowing that we've already made our preparations. And that we don't, you know, even the Bible tells us that if we're believers, we don't have to fear death. Wouldn't it be awesome to not even have to, I'm not even afraid of dying. Because I know it's just, death is just a door that I'm going to walk through to go right on into the presence of the Lord. That's wonderful news. And you can have that hope this morning. And I want to pray for you today. If you'd bow your head and, and close your eyes. If you're here this morning, and maybe you come into this series and maybe you haven't been given uh, death a lot of thought and, 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 and for whatever reason that you've just, uh, you've just walked in today and maybe your heart wasn't right with the Lord, but after hearing today's message, you realize that I need to make preparations today. I need to make sure that I know that my eternity is, is secure. I want to know that when my time on this life or my time on this earth is over, that I'm going to be in heaven. If you're here today and, you, and you're not sure, you're not sure that if, if today was your last day on this earth, you're not sure that you would be in the presence of the Lord, the good news is that today that you can ask Jesus to come into your life to forgive you of your sins, to be the Lord and Savior of your life so that your eternity can be secured and and if you're here today and you say, Pastor Scott, I, I, I don't, I'm not sure. I don't know where I would spend eternity. And you want to know that before you leave today that you want to make things right. If that's you today and you say, I, I'm not sure where I would spend eternity, but I want to know so this morning. I want you to simply raise your hand and put it right back down. Is, is there one? Yes, sir, I see your hand. Yes, ma'am. Yes, I see your hand. Hey, Amen. I'm, I'm going to ask you to do this this morning. I'm going to ask you to, uh, maybe you can... If someone sitting next to you would, would come with you, but I'm going to just ask if you would just maybe step out of your seat and, and, and come to the front, and we want to pray with you. Pastor Brad and Renee, if y'all would just, just come and, and stand at the front. I, I know it takes a lot of boldness to get out of your seat, but I'm, just, I'm here to tell you this morning that this is not something that you play with. This is eternity that, that, that hangs in the balance. And you're here this morning, you really want to make that decision. You want to pray that prayer. And you want to ask Jesus to come into your life to save you so that your life is prepared for eternity. I want to ask you, for those that raise their hand, would you, would you just come? And we're going to surround you with some people that's going to pray with you. Don't be embarrassed to come. Just, just, just come. Yes, sir. Just, just come. Yes.